I'm Nels Anderson. I'm Zoe Robinson. I'm Dan Clark. And I'm Katrina Ostrander. And welcome to Terminal 7. We are here in... Roseville, Minnesota, in the FFG headquarters for the, I was going to say Netrunner Worlds, but it's not Netrunner Worlds. It's Netrunner Worlds to me, but it's actually the World we Championships. We have other games. Gasp! Is this true? It is true. Um, and I'm joined by three very special guests, all of whom work here at Fantasy Flight Games. We have Zoe, Dan, and Katrina. Let's introduce ourselves. Let's go backwards from the introduction. Katrina. What so, do you do here? I am the fiction editor, and therefore I work on any of the insert fiction that goes into the oh. cycles there. And I also um, was the editor on the recently announced Worlds of Android IP book. Oh, we will definitely get to that in a bit, because so, that, yeah. is, that is very exciting. <laughs> so that includes all the novels as well, right? So I'm, that's always been something that's kind of interesting to me, because there are, what, four? There's Six? four. Four? Yes. Uh, no, five. Android novels, there are five. Yes. Five. There you go. A trilogy and two standalones. Ha-ha. So, with those, like, they're not written by people who work in-house, correct? Correct. So, how do you guys, like, do, do, were people, like, pitching those books, or did you guys have ideas for those books, and then you went out and, like, sought out some authors? Do you, like, put out a call for submission? Like, how did that process work? So... Uh, Katrina, can't believe you're here for what, four years. Yes, I I was not the fiction editor when those novels came. Ah, out. Those, okay. those came out yes. under Patricia Meredith, who mm. since moved on to other other things. Cool. Um, but what Katrina does is she knows all those books by heart. And <laughs> aggregates, yes. aggregates everything into a. She has like this wiki that she has built for us all to access. Oh man. Um, and is trying to like beat us into adding to it. <laughs> We're like begging, right? Like, begging, 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 begging. cajoling, bribing, <laughs> whatever gets the job done. And then after the adding, there's the formatting and the linking. Yeah. And, oh, and man. So uh, she's sort of the cerebellum of our IPs, like the echo mind, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the long term, <laughs> long term memory there. So does that involve like lots of like so you're you kind of like a resource for people who are like is it like kind of like a fact checking thing in addition to like the here's some really cool ideas like here's something I know about it seems like maybe you guys are working on something related so yes. oh, let's connect these two things together very much so there's basically what's been done before what is being working now what is being worked on now and how those things overlap or are changing direction and hmm. just making sure that going forward. Um, our new material doesn't contradict mm, mm. the old stuff and that people aren't stepping on each other's toes um, when they're working on different projects and, within those IPs. And if it does contradict, it contradicts mindfully in the way yes. that, that top-down has been requested. Yes. Willful misinformation, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. What's the truth? <laughs> so, so that involves obviously maintaining all the fresh in-house stuff that you guys mm-hmm. have made, whole cloth for Netrunner, but is there a similar thing for all the other worlds that you guys do other work with? Yes, we've been... Oh, man. <laughs> That's an intense job. Our Rainbound yep. Universe, our Arkham Horror Files, of course, Twilight Imperium, and Tannhauser, Midnight. We have many internal IPs in various um, states of activity. Crazy. That's a... Uh, yeah, 
So you have to remember a lot of things, I guess. Well, that's what the wiki is for. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Dan, how about yourself? What do you What do you do here at FFG? Uh, What is my title? Have we figured out what you are yet? Senior Dan Clark. No, um, I think that's accurate. uh, (laughs) Only the Danniest Clark, please. Oh man, we wish we could clone him. (laughs) I think my current title is Senior Game Developer. Cool. um, Which mostly means that. I poke around in games other people have already designed, and I add flesh onto the skeleton. Mm. Um, I, I have uh, I worked on the Android board game uh, way back when. Mm-hmm. I Classic. worked on Descent Second Edition and uh, various expansions thereof, and um, I also do a lot of writing. Um, I, I wrote um, some percentage of the worlds of Android book. Mm-hmm. I, could not tell you what percentage that is. <laughs> um, Usually, if there's a snag in something that yes. has to do with writing or storytelling or something, we run crying to Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan, and this page, there's like a big gaping hole in it. Can you give me like 300 words in the next like hour? Please? Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I want to do that a lot. We need, we need 50 cards that fit this specific game. And all the right. flavor. Right. I, I do... Can you do that by tomorrow? <laughs> oh, the answer to that is usually no, by the way. <laughs> um, I, I but do... But you try uh, anyway, we appreciate I, I do a lot of the um, flavor text for things, uh, and I um, I chipped in a little on the Netrunner corset, mm. um, just doing a lot of playtesting and, and um, butting heads with Lucas for various things. Nice. Um, Not to put you on the spot, but do you have a particular bit of flavor text that is your favorite? Oh, man. Um, I love data mine. Data mine? Data mine. Really? It my favorite flavor text because, I don't know, it. I love it's, it. It's exactly my sense of humor, really. Harmlessfile.z. Why wouldn't you open that? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like it. Um, well, I mean, some people might not might not have realized this because... Netrunner is, is very much an interesting thing because the mechanics were all originally developed in obviously a very, let's go with nascent form by Richard Garfield at Wizards mm-hmm. of the Coast back in the sure. mid-90s. But all the thematic component of it, as well as all the mechanical updating for the current game that we all know and love so much, was all done fresh by FFG. So all the, all the characters, all the locations, the places, all that mm-hmm. stuff was all new. That's all from whole cloth by you guys here at FFG. Uh, yes and no. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, yes, it is. Uh, it is, is FFG created, but um, when I when I learned we were doing Netrunner, mm-hmm. uh, I sat down and I played a couple of games of it with uh, Brian Bormiller, one of our, our sales ninjas. Um, <laughs> and you know, we played a few games. I was like, "Wow, this is a very weird game compared <laughs> to other CCG style Man. games." Like. Card advantage doesn't mean the same thing as that it does in other games. Tempo doesn't mean the same thing. It just took a lot of wrapping my mind around it. So that was my first response, was it's very weird. My second <laughs> response was, we're going to do this in the Android setting, right? And oh, of course, because it had, it had already existed for the board game. Mm-hmm. Yes. I always forget that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I believe Brian's response was, I don't know why we wouldn't. Right. Uh, I, I have no idea if we ever consider doing it not in Android. Right. Uh, Keep the Cyberpunk 2020 always... whatever thing. Well, we weren't quite sure what visually we were going to do with it. Mm. So Andrew Navarro, who was in charge of the art department at a time when we got Infiltration, right? That was sort of our our um, our lab for 
what the Netrunner aesthetic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. So, so yeah, I guess the timeline that most people probably may or may not be familiar with if they've only ever played the card game is there was the original board game, yep. which was like a pretty big, hefty... To me, it feels like not dissimilar from Arkham Horror. That's well, not unfair. Same design, right? It's right. Kevin Wilson. Yeah. Um, and then there was the... Android Infiltration, yep. which is a lighter card much lighter, game by... Much, much faster. Uh, is it? Donald X. Vaccarina. Yes. If I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Something like that. Um, and so a lot of those um, sort of character designs of like just archetypes um, that we threw out to artists came back. and I mean, that's where Monica Singh came from. Yeah. Um, and, well, by the time we had settled down that we were going to be doing Netrunner in uh, the Android universe... At that point, we also it made sense that Noise should return. He was a suspect in the Android board game. Right. It made sense that uh, Gabriel Santiago should return. He was one of the, the criminals in the infiltration, infiltration. Yeah. Uh, board game. So like, we Thomas already Haas. had yeah, Thomas Haas. The guy who everyone wants to punch. <laughs> we had to sneak him in there somewhere. So we already had several characters that we knew we wanted to put in. We already right. had two of our core set runners just already designed and waiting for us yeah. from a flavor perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we invented everything in whole cloth, but we also we already had a lot of raw materials right. from our other games right. to, to work from. So it seems kind of unusual, and maybe this is incorrect, but for like a game, so go back to like the original Android board game. At the time, did you guys have any idea that Netrunner was like a potentially the card game thing I, I in the future? I don't believe so. It no, was, that was how many years ago? That was a long time ago. Was it? Was it 07? I think it was 07. We starting? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember when we published it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so well before. Well before so Netrunner was even... Right. So it seems... I mean, I guess you kind of have to put some amount of theme on there, but it seems like there was a lot of work that went into the world building of just that board game. Absolutely. Seemingly yes. just for one board game. Was there, like, a deliberate, like, consideration that, okay, well, maybe we'll build out this world for this board game, but if people seem to dig it, we can continue to build yeah. on it further? My understanding is that... Yes, exactly so. Cool. Um, and it was it was Christian Peterson, the CEO, mm. who um, when he was talking to to Kevin and uh, Kevin Wilson and Dan, who um, sort of co-created right. the um, the IP, uh, he went like sort of wow, this is there's, there's, there's really special. something here. Yeah. Nice. So he, it sort of uh, we put enough elbow grease into it to make it another flagship mm. IP, and then. Uh, sort of late dormant for right. a few years until, <laughs> yeah. until the right opportunity came along. It, it was absolutely a, a passion project for Kevin and for myself. Uh, so it is possible that it was almost overdeveloped uh, right. <laughs> as, as, an, as IPs for board games go. But also part of Kevin's vision for that game was that it was very story-driven, mm. uh, very character-driven in yeah, particular. Yeah. So... It just as a consequence of its design, it wound up having a much richer setting than I think your average board game right. would have or, or would require. Yeah, because when I think of other games, you know, that live at that scale or scope, most of them are either like more lightweight than that thematically, yeah. or are based on a thing that already exists, like Lovecraft or whatever. Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that it seemed like it was an unusual move to try to develop that thing so much, but obviously it is. It was. It paid out. <laughs> turns out to have been the right call. Um, the artist who did all the character work on mm-hmm. Android, uh, Julie Dillon, went on to, like, she's gotten how many Chesley Awards? Like, she's um, done a lot of stuff 
it's so yeah, it's fun to be like, yeah, we have Chili Dillon work on it. It's great that uh, I love the fact that my name is in the box and I get to say I'm the co-creator of the Android setting. But the artists and art directors who worked on that game and the graphic designer worked in that game have at least as much uh, credit to share oh. well, in terms of... Fun fact, oh, yeah. Andrew Navarro, who was in charge of the com- of the, of the uh, art department when Netrunner started, uh, was the graphic designer for Android, the board game. Aha! So it, it all goes, he also it walks all goes the walk. He doesn't back. just talk the talk. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all goes back and back. Um, and uh, it's, it's always been... The success of the Android setting has always been tightly tied to how amazing it looks, right. for which I can claim no credit whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but but perhaps, I sure do love watching that happen. Perhaps someone here can yeah, do a, a small amount at least. Zoe, Zoe, yes. So uh, we, we, we held it off because Zoe has been on the podcast before. I think it was episode 34, Four, maybe? I don't know. I'm but sure for people, that will be in the link below oh, where it's posted. Absolutely. So do the research. <laughs> but briefly, mm-hmm. if folks hadn't listened to that episode or have just forgotten, who are you and what do you do here? My name is Zoe Robinson, and I'm on the art direction team at Fantasy Flights. I um, have been wrangling uh, Netrunner um, since it started with sort of a year's break for the lunar cycle and the... What are the two cycles? Genesis, are we getting? No, Genesis, I did Genesis. Okay, after Lunar Same then? Was... Spin was the one. Spin, right? Spin and Lunar ah. uh, okay. were the ones that I um, sort of went away from Netrunner to, to work on Star Wars stuff. Mm. I'm back now. Now you're back. <laughs> That's why Sansan looks so bloody good. I, Sansan was a lot of fun. Sansan does look really good. Yeah, it does look really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, t- we were talking about this briefly, but there's obviously, like, because the game is so visual and I mean aside from the the, the big book which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit but prior to that like there's it's just like and I, this is actually one of the things I like the most about the game is like there's just little hints of information and theme and flavor here and there but there isn't like this oh you want to know more about Gandalf you, you get the Lord of the Rings and you I this is bad radio but there's a big old Gandalf poster on the wall in this room it it's, looks very nice but if you want to know more about that stuff right it's like oh well you go you watch those movies or you read the books um, but for Android it's just kind of like oh there's a lot of it feels like one of my favorite things of the game it's like okay well I think this character is related to this thing over here and the only way to find out is to keep playing <laughs> you in and just Keep dragging you out. <laughs> the breadcrumbs are awfully fun. Yeah, but given that, given that there's so little like actual space for like written storytelling, and even though there's a ton that like the art has to carry a lot of the weight in Absolutely. a way that it doesn't mm-hmm. when you're like referring to some other like world that already exists in some other bit of fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did talk about this before on the other episode, but it seems like the process that you all use. It, it, it seems like it's a very collaborative process in terms of the world building and the artwork in a way that you might not expect a card game to go. Like I don't, yeah, I don't. It's I, extremely collaborative. It's been, it, it's probably the most fun I've had at this job is the the that collaboration and to get make the, the visuals and the theme and have everything sort of jiving together on a level that amuses us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we also benefit from the fact that we're working on it over a longish time frame as well. So mm. we do something, or I refer to something called, uh, I, I call it throwing spaghetti at the wall, mm-hmm. um, which is when we 
we create quite a bit of content on each individual cycle, mm -hmm. each individual product. And some of it we have very deliberately sat down and planned, uh, oh, this is going to be the next time we're going to see this character or, or what have you. Mm. But others of it is just we want to make the setting feel full, so we're going to make up some new stuff and we're going to put it in here and we may or may not ever revisit it. And some of those things stick. Fans go, ooh, Princess Space Kitten. She sounds cool. <laughs> I want to know more about her. And we right. go, that's great, because we're also really excited about Princess Space Kitten, and we'll probably revisit right. um, characters like that. Um, that's not a spoiler, by the way. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> New Anagrady, Princess Space no, Kitten, not, confirmed Mumbad, not, pack not two. Confirmed, <laughs> not confirmed, not a Mumbad. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like because you're working on a project that has, like, a long lifespan ahead of it, it's not the kind of thing where it's like, you know, if I'm working on a game or whatever, it's kind of like, oh, well, what's going to go into this is going to be what's in it, and then it's going to be done, and then it's going to be out, sure. and that's it. We, we have the luxury of knowing we'll get another crack at some yeah. of these characters. Um, mm -hmm. Not only, yeah, well. The danger, of course, is falling too much in love right. with things, yeah. and then... Making the universe too small. Right. right. I mean, we have to continue creating new stuff as well. Right. As much as we'd love to, like, sit down and just have... The Noise Show, starring Noise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, we mentioned this before, but if folks haven't heard, y'all are doing an, an Android-related thing, mm -hmm. but it's kind of maybe the first thing that FFG has done like this? Is that true? Unless you count those art books for Game of Thrones and well, and those weren't art like those, yeah, those, those weren't, weren't, our, weren't RRPs and they didn't yeah. have any setting information. They were just art books. So yeah, yeah this is the yeah. first. So it's called the World of Android. The worlds. Worlds, of course, like because the there's three. There's yeah. three. Three worlds. Moon's world, worldish, worldlike. <laughs> People live there. If you're standing on it. It's your world. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, Trina, I mean, if, if this is kind of your dome, it feels oh, like, it is what, is it, was it just like, okay, we're well, just going to collapse the wiki into a big book. Oh, it was. I'm sure it wasn't that. that. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that. Um, so, this is very much the first time that we've ever visited the setting in detail. To right. just go through everything from the corpse to their technologies to... Um, geographical places that um, have been fleshed out in the card game or not mm. um, and including characters and how the technology works um, it's it's a setting source book I think is the best way to look at it you can just kind of open it up to any page and find beautiful artwork many of which is like new and exclusive to this book oh. um, and just read all about whatever it is that you've landed on and the artwork is like tying into it was so much fun to be able to be like hey I need you to do a two page spread right uh, <laughs> it's not it doesn't have to go on a card that's this big what? it's like you get two pages in a book and a big book yes <laughs> well, we've also got um, our gatefolds in there too so oh, this there are four pages <laughs> oh like it folds out yeah. oh crazy which, which so. happened serendipitously mm -hmm. when yes. an artist got so into the theme 
But I, I, I ordered these things and was expecting, you know, fairly small, simple thing. And right. she gave them to me and I, it derailed my entire day because I couldn't keep staring. I just had to keep staring at them constantly. And not only had she, like, gone into this incredible detail on the subjects themselves, but she ended up doing, like, a whole bunch of research and had, like, captions describing, like, each part of this artwork and... Which made it into the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Crazy. We she about she to got a writing part. credit. Yes, yeah. she did. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Um, yeah, there's just... So it was really fun to see that go from, like, a smaller piece to, yeah. like, well, maybe we should do full page to, was it Michael Hurley, who was like, no, oh, we should probably do this. Yeah. Let's, let's just yeah. do a gatefold. Quote out a gatefold. Do it anyway. <laughs> we called up our factory. We were like, we want to do this. Is this a thing that you can do? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can figure it out. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's actually the whole thing is hanging in yeah, Katrina's cubicle. Cu- cu- oh, cu- man. Because it's so, it's so oh, tall. That's so cool. awesome. Yeah, I remember I saw, oh, I forget. I'm sure you know, the, the, the artist who did... Sieg, who did um, all three of the fragments, like the uh, Hades, Eden, Utopia fragments, and shards, he did it originally. Like I put, I think put it up on like his portfolio oh, right. page as like one giant huge strip, yeah. as one piece of art. And you're like, oh yeah, I get how naturally you cut that up at each of those things. But I'm like, that's awesome by itself. Like yeah. there should yeah. be a print of just all of that. It's fun when they, yeah. It's it's fun when you can do stuff like that. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting that you could just for this project, you just look something and be like, oh. Maybe we'll just find a way to use all of that right. instead. Right, well, yeah, a lot of that goes to the the graphic designers, mm-hmm. and uh, primarily it was um, Silsby. Yeah, Michael Silsby was the lead graphic designer on this project, mm. and I think people that can check out the showcase page and just what we've previewed on our website, it's pretty incredible. It's yeah, amazing. But it ended up being like the, an entire department thing like the, the since every single page is individually treated and individually designed like for the artwork and the text that's on that page man like, it's it's just this labor of love yeah. from, and how many pages are in the book it's 272 so that's not a small book <laughs> well, it's got some help to it yeah. so so this is interesting i mean like obviously i'm super excited for this but you guys make games i mean you don't make sure. like fiction world so what was the idea behind like this is actually a thing we should do even though it's not really a thing people can play it's just for people who are like already super into the setting well we I think would include ourselves in the list of people who are really into the setting of course (laughs) so I mean was it just kind of like a passion project a 272 page passion project (laughs) (laughs) I think it was very much like looking out and seeing the love for this setting and just wanting to give the fans like this resource that had been missing right sort of, like if you have a you know a role-playing game or even like various other ips out there have like a book yeah. where you can kind of learn so much more yeah because um, i've played tons of tabletop rpgs and things like this yeah. are like relatively common fare for a tabletop RPG but the idea there is like oh the GM or the players will read this internalize it and use this to build their own games and obviously the book is rad but aside from like making the actual looking at the Netrunner cards more exciting doesn't make me any better at playing the game well and two I think um, like we talked about so much of the world building has been done strictly through card art and fragments here and there and that's not super conducive for 
um, for world building in general. Right. So this yeah. gave us the chance to really crystallize and get everyone, everyone's brains sort of calibrated yeah. on things and, and really sort of nail down what Android is. It, it pays internal dividends for us because it right. forces us to kind of make some decisions about the setting and <laughs> start holding them sacred. And, and what is the war? For example, what is this thing? <laughs> when was it? Raymond Flint fought in the, the war. war. Exactly. Which war? It you know, was a bad one. one. <laughs> the one with the capital W. That yeah. one. So this is our chance to really like fill in the gaps left by the card game, just because it yeah. is. A game about like super hackers mm -hmm. going against corporations, and that's such a narrow slice of the setting as a whole. As as you see, like with the oh, of, of course, of course, aspect, um, yeah, it's interesting. The fact that Netrunner is so incredibly popular has perhaps contributed to the idea that uh, has given people a warped sense of what are the most important aspects of the setting. Yeah, mm. um, in that, like it's. I don't really call it a cyberpunk setting, even though I think it's fair to say that Netrunner is a cyberpunk game. Hmm. Um, it's like because Netrunner is a is a slice, right? Is is a part of right, the right, right. setting. Uh, so it was. It's fun to go back to the rest of it, right? You know, really play up the, some of the noir themes and talk about the, science the technology, fiction, yeah, and the colonization, but, which is something that we get into in the novels. Right. Um, Mimic by Mel Odom goes to Luna, as does Freefall um, by Bill Keith. And we also visit Mars in Rebel, mm. um, also by Mel Odom. It's the third in the trilogy. So those are like the first time, besides the Android board game, that we like really dove into those parts <coughs> of the setting. And um, this is kind of our chance to you know, talk about Luna, talk about Heinlein, talk right. about Mars and Bradbury. Yeah. And What's going on? Wait, with is the there's, rest that, of the there's world? actually a place called Bradbury? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Ah, cool. Uh, well, again, just for, just for folks, obviously, this information on the website. But when is the the worlds of Android actually going to be a thing that people can grab and put very heavily on their bookshelf? I believe that the marketing article said that it was releasing this year. Ooh. There's not that much this year left. If you check out the upcoming page, it is on the boat. Oh, ho, ho, ho. So, a very heavy boat. Yes, <laughs> a boat crossing the Pacific. So, oh man, I'm to figure out where to order it because I don't know if my weird games only distributor will actually carry it or not. Well, I think you can order it from us. Well, so. but I live in yes. Canada. You guys won't. I mean, you will, but shipping's 270 pound, 272 pages of book to Canada. Yeah, there's that. Not cheap. <laughs> I believe that if that game company carries our products, they'll have it. Also, they can special order it for you. I will. I'll find a way to get it. Don't yeah. don't y'all worry. <laughs> um, well, another very exciting thing that you guys have said, and maybe maybe or maybe not, this doesn't relate to the book, is you guys uh, have partnered with a video game developer to make an Android video game. I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, when when marketing's ready to yeah. talk to people about it, it'll show up on our website. Yeah, of course. But uh, I mean, it hasn't shown up on our website yet, so. I'm sure it will be great. <laughs> well, one of the things that is exciting about that is, again, in, in terms of the whole collaboration, apparently Meg Giant, who worked with Inkle Studios on 80 Days. Have you guys played 80 Days? I've, I've heard not. good things. Yes. Oh, my God. Guys, it's so it's, good. It's on my list. It's so good. But it's like see, see also well, yeah, Dan's ancient LG yeah. flip phone. It, 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 no matter how much I mock him for this, 
He will not give it up. <laughs> in the tradition of uh, the grand tradition of cyberpunk authors everywhere, I always have to use the last generation's technology. Last generations? That's two generations ago. Well, or five. Five. Or five. <laughs> generations are getting like faster. Actual, okay? You're talking about actual human reproductive right. I mean, generation. I mean my parents' generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, but 80 Days is also on Steam now. Okay. So yep. you don't have an excuse. It's it's incredible. But that's also a very interesting thing that this writer who has done so if you haven't played Eighty Days, it's basically like Jules Verne's Around the World in Eighty Days. The whole point is kinda of like a sort of choose your own adventure esque thing where you obviously are Passport Two and the main guy. Passport your passport two and you're with your you know, trying to get around the world in in less than eighty days to win the competition, gentlemen, blah blah sure. blah. Except instead of actually being in, you know, just like 19th century our world Meg and the other folks at Inkle basically collaborated to build kind of like it's still 18th century but it's like crazy steampunky 18th century stylish and fun exactly and one of the um, one of the very deliberate decisions that Meg and the other folks who worked on that game made was that like obviously the world in the 19th century was not particularly kind to anyone who wasn't like a wealthy white guy. Right. <laughs> what? What? I um, understand. <laughs> so what? What they just? What kind of Meg and those other folks very deliberately did was like we're going to create a world that is reminiscent of the 19th century, the whole world basically. The but world jettisons that baggage exactly, yeah. and makes it more like there's a bunch That's of diversity of like. You know, the, the it's not just like colonization. There's a bunch of different civilizations, and like plenty of pro- women have like very prominent roles. And obviously, that's something that is manifest in the Android universe as well. And one of the things I yeah, certainly love about the game a lot. Sort of close. <laughs> yeah. To our, our thoughts of the game. Yeah, I mean, but it's interesting because it doesn't feel like like you know it's it, sometimes one can be a bit cynical and just be like, oh, they're trying to score points or whatever. But, like, of course that's not accurate, I'm sure, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, if you think about it, it's like part of the reason why I'm so excited about the next cycle of the game is because it's set in in India. And it's like, I don't actually know much about even India, India, <laughs> let alone like a crazy cyberpunk India. Spoilers: India is enormous, and there's yes. so much diversity just in the country itself. That it's fractal. Oh yeah, you can just keep digging and keep finding more and more diversity. Yeah, and Damon did such amazing research for for the Mumbai cycle. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going to ask. So, so if, again, if folks aren't aware, the next cycle, now that Data and Destiny is released and we're all, we're all having lots of fun with it, the, the next uh, six-pack data set cycle is going to be uh, Mumbad, which is the company, it, which is the name of the megacity between Mumbad and... Uh, Mumbai um, and... Mumbai Ahmedabad. Yeah, there we go. Nailed it. <laughs> you earned your title. <laughs> um, that's like a megacity the same way that, you know, like Boswash from Boston to Washington in the U.S. Yeah. is, or whatever former U.S. I don't even know if they're still U.S or not. <laughs> You'll find out in the world's event. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you mentioned a lot of research, like obviously, you know, we're hanging out here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like what was the research process for that like? Obviously you're not trying to represent India as it is now in 2015, mm-hmm. but you want to look at like what that nation is like and extrapolate it forward the way it's been done for everywhere else in the Android universe as well. Well, I mean, doing good research and being um, respectful of and all of the, there's so many cultures in India. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's such yes. a diverse, uh, diverse place. Um, was when we first found out we were going to India, we sort of went like, 
Have you guys been to India? Is nope. anybody? <laughs> All right, this is gonna be some research. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, I have lots of stuff on my plate, so I was sort of recused from from doing a lot of that research. Though I, you know, did stuff after after the the concept meetings and stuff. That was mostly Damon. Yeah, I think Damon did a lot of it. Damon um, Lucas did some. Dan, I know you were reading up. Yeah, I mean, I was. I didn't go much deeper than Wikipedia, but yes. <laughs> but I um, mean, Damon really, really hit the books on it, and it's um, it really shows. It's, yeah, I remember when the very first um, uh, data pack, when the announcement of Momad in general came out on the on the Reddit thread that was about because there's a very very active Netrunner subreddit. There was one dude who was like Indian American, and he just wrote this giant post about like you guys probably all remember it, right? It's yeah. so fun to look look at people diving into the theme and just be sitting in lurking mode going hee hee yeah so this dude is like Indian American you know so he's like oh my god this this is like this thing that I remember my grandparents talking about and all this stuff I was like oh that's a name that I would have difficulty pronouncing but then I read this dude's right home like oh man that is really rad so it's like it's very clear that you guys put the time in yeah it's it's fun yeah it was it was amazingly fun were there any like big surprise? Like, what, what were some of the biggest surprises doing all that, doing all that digging? Uh, I know I, I, I was doing uh, digging into Bollywood, mm-hmm. right? Oh, of course. There's gonna, there's going to be a lot of NBN Bollywood stuff, isn't there? there a little bit. Um, <laughs> but what really, the thing that I had no idea about blew my mind, and of course I just latched onto it because it's fascinating, is that for a long time. Um, in the film industry was basically dominated by the mob. Really? Which I was, I was digging through some news articles about various gangsters and um, yeah, like if we couldn't do something interesting with that, I think we should surrender our rights to <laughs> create new stories. <laughs> Just like, alright, that's let's work with that. Yeah. You know? Um so there's some interesting NBN stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, though, like, India, of course, has a history, um, and, and scholars are kind of divided on, you know, is this a product of the English Raj, or, um, you know, how far back does the caste system go, for mm. example? And um, the androids in the android setting, of course, are... They're... They're created from either human intelligence, which is how bioroids are created, right. or they're created from human DNA. Matter. <laughs> and um, in the future of India, um, the scheduled caste system has fallen to the wayside and it's just not needed anymore because they've reintegrated. But we still have these androids, these clones and bioroids to explore what does it mean to be human and what is the role of these new... Um, like entities in Indian society, right? So that was interesting. Like, and is the creation of an, the androids just the caste system come again? Yeah. Yes. Right. And the other crazy thing about India is it's obviously the world's largest democracy, right? And so their political system is just tremendously huge and complex. And so when you mix. Yeah, we have over a billion voters. Yes. And <laughs> how do you even shake that out? And how does you know how does technology allow democracy to develop? Mm. And 
So we kind of, I think it's the the culture of India, as well as this question of, you know, clones and bioroids, and then, like, the political dimension of what would happen if somebody was trying to give clones rights yeah. in India yeah. and just running with that. Right. Oh, um, how's bioroid? You get really excited about it. <laughs> as long as it's limited to clones. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like about that is it allows us to... When we go, we go to Mumbad and we don't just do, oh, it's cyberpunk India. And now we're just going to talk about Indian themes. Because really the question of democracy and androids is not unique to India. Yeah. It's just a place where we happen to be able to tell that story and examine that question. Yeah. Because it's relevant to everyone in, the, in all the worlds. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and including people alive today who don't have androids yet. Um, yet. Yeah, I, seriously. I <laughs> I would love a nanny bot at this point. Let me tell you, <laughs> just not one of those domestic sleeper models. No, not one of those. <laughs> For me, uh, Mumbad was—it's a much less complicated uh, joy, and just the color palette of India is so. Oh man, of course, amazing. Yeah, um, and it was really fun to be able to to. When there's a holiday that's literally the festival of colors, right? <laughs> you got a lot to work with. The, the the patterns and the colors and and the textures, um, sort of indigenous to uh, India and Indian cultures, just a lot of fun to play with. Did that affect like how you commission the various pieces? Like, did you did you like sort of solicit portfolios from people who had done work that was like stylistically reminiscent of that in the past? Or, well, I mean, or do you guys just work with such out. badass freelancers that they just know what to do? <laughs> well, it's like we talked about last time. It, yeah. it, it uh, you give you set people up for success right. as far as giving people the so you know we we had the the list of what I needed to commission. So then it was just finding the right people and right and put good source material in, get good art out. Yes. Yeah. From from and man, the my artists. I just can't say enough good things about them. They really, really put their hearts in it and delivered. Ah, so exciting. Do you have, of of the cards that have been featured yet, do you have a particular favorite? Oh, man. You probably don't know exactly which ones are and aren't floating around um, yet. The Brain Net P was the card. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, Ramajan Reliant. Ramajan Reliant was... We, we had to wait. rename it at the last minute. Yeah, yeah Ramajan yeah. Reliant did... did <laughs> the, the kids eating cereal. The kids eating cereal. Oh yes. Okay. Cereal. Yeah. That one is definitely out. K- K- Man, that one is job. intense too. But the most terrifying thing about it to me that no one's pointed out yet is that the parents chose to gender code their kids' eyes. The little girl's eyes are pink and the little boy's eyes are blue. Oh man. So <laughs> I did not notice that yet. That couldn't have happened either naturally or by accident. Right. right. So, uh, correct. So, <laughs> no one has pink eyes. Right. So yeah. So the parents chose to gender code these these kids eyes and then clearly they're letting uh someone borrow some letting, cycles you know sort of television raise their kids so, <laughs> yeah oh man that, that that was the the most terrifying thing <laughs> was that me. in the commission or did the artist just come the back? artist just did that oh, they just did that all on her own which was it's part of the collaborative nature is that yeah we, we talk about the breadcrumbs that we we lay down and people really dig into the, the theme of things but Honestly, half the time, it's just the artist being creative. And we will often go back and revisit it because, like, oh, Matt, that 
that little doll, that little robot doll you put in this one piece. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> awesome. It, it seems to have uh, attract, attracted quite a following. <laughs> uh, usually we're already excited about it before it even gets out to the the fans, but oh, yeah. we work so far ahead. Yes, yeah, we're, what, two, right. two cycles ahead now? I think we're two cycles ahead. So you guys well, are, I guess because Mumbad's not released yet. Yeah, you yeah. guys are obviously done Mumbad. Mm-hmm. You're done also the one after? Mm-hmm. So we're Oh, we're and you guys are always in the future. Into, oh, yeah, yeah. crazy. So we've been excited about stuff for, like, when we're, like, giggling about people, uh, like, commenting on flavor and talking about flavor and stuff like that. It's because we've been giggling about it to ourselves for over a year. Right. <laughs> Fifteen months from now, you guys are going to be really excited. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> And there's always like, oh, this is gonna blow people's minds. Hopefully, we hope. I'm sure it will. It is is consistently done so in the past. I I don't. I don't expect that to change anytime soon. Yeah, it's it's fun. Ah, that's so cool. Well, guys, thank you very much for taking time. Is there there any other any other like thoughts, random offering stuff that? Is there anything, like, in terms of all the world building that's been done, is there any stuff that people have been, like, particularly attached to in a way that was surprising? I mean, I'm sure there's always some things. Was the thing where it's kind of like, oh, that, that seems cool, and then people just were like, no, this is awesome, and you're like, oh, that was more, okay, sure. I, I'm always interested in seeing which characters are getting people really excited. Like, my, my personal metric is how much fan art a character gets. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, I've seen a lot of Reyna. Uh, Rana Roja fan mm-hmm. art. Man. Like, that's great. Rana. Fan yeah. art, fan sculpts. Yeah, the fan mini. That was like... Yeah. Um, all the costumes that came yes, out. Yes, I love... Yay. Oh, man. I've been enjoying those. Oh, Shout that's out awesome. Shout out to everyone who has made those characters. There was, a, there was one guy, uh, he posted a thing again on Reddit. He was the Humanity First dude with the big hammer, and then his... I think his girlfriend, wife partner was maybe Kit? It was Kit. Yeah. Was and, and he, opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, we went out. No one had any idea who we were. Um, <laughs> the particularly fun part about that for us is that that uh, human first card art yeah. is also a portrait of our boss, Michael our, Hurley. Our, our really? boss is boss. He's yeah. the VP of development. Yeah. Yeah. So basically he was cosplaying as our as our boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen him actually bring out the hammer, even when we blow deadlines. <laughs> it's still in his office. He just hasn't picked it up yet. Well, and as as huge fans of lots of, I mean, we're all just geeks here, right? Yeah. So uh, we've been part of like fandom and fandom culture for, I, I can't remember a time when I wasn't super into fan fiction or fan art or that kind of thing. So seeing people be so inspired that they start creating their own material is is really really fun yeah it means we succeeded yeah uh, I, I think I think it was 2012 or so when I said probably to you if I'm pointing at Zoe here um, <laughs> still on the radio if somebody cosplays as Dinosaurus that means we've won. <laughs> that's the win condition I created for myself and did it happen Halloween we saw a family who had done themselves up as Jackson Howard, Chaos Theory, and the baby as dinosaurs. Oh, man. And that's it. <laughs> it <was laughs> we did it. We're well done. We're out. Pack <laughs> it up. Pack it up. It was an awfully cute dinosaurus. Oh, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
Well, guys, we are all very excited for World of Android, and I cannot wait to. I'm actually going to go maybe see if I can sneak into a hardwired draft, which is the next draft set, which has cool. a good, hefty selection of some of those Mumbai yes, cards in there. It does. Oh, I'm excited to see them. Some yes. of our some of our funny little jokes, our flavor flavor text jokes are made. And it. some things that are more serious. <laughs> some things that are more serious. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Uh, people have already. I love the um, the tiger tiger stuff. The 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 hopper. Yes, that was what I was talking about. Up yeah. on that joke. I haven't seen anyone pick up on it yet. No, no, people they've they've they're laughing. At oh, good, good. Which is good because uh, I wrote. First drafts of both of those pieces of flavor text, but the um, the bit on the sports hopper was not funny. And Lucas went in and chopped it down and rewrote it, and then it was funny. And so, thank you, Lucas, <laughs> for fixing that, that text. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, we're excited Duh. to get all the stuff out to you guys finally. Awesome. Yeah. Zoe, Dan, Katrina, guys. Thank you very much. If folks want to follow up with you, check out what you do, whatever. Where can where can people find you? Aside from obviously in the games. Um, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Okay. At Zoe J K Robinson. I'm guessing uh, I'm also you're also on Twitter. Oh. at Dan Lover Clark. Of course, we can coordinate it all on Twitter, right? Yes, yeah. and I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Lynn Debbie. Sweet. Um, you can also find me if you search my name, Katrina Ostrander. It's associated with my username. So. Boom, guys. Thank you all very much. And as always, thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his track, Tin Soldiers, from the Neo Tokyo OST. Maybe maybe I could convince him to do, like, a, a Bagra jam for, for whatever mom, uh, episodes we do about Mumbad. I doubt it. I, I think he's kind of moved on, but... <laughs> Maybe I'll send him an email and see. Maybe I can find some weird techno bunger thing. I feel like you could do an entire episode talking to Jaffer about the music of Nier Angeles and the music of... Oh! Because... I don't know what the music they're playing in New Angeles is, but I think it's awesome. <laughs> I'd say it's a very safe bet. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to check out something that may sound like what they might be playing in New Angeles, that's at edharrison.bandcamp.com.